What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Laced Up Podcast. Uh, it's going to be a really good episode today. We got our boy Isaac Rex on. Super excited. It's going to be really fun for me because I actually haven't got the opportunity to meet Isaac very much. So it's going to be super raw um, and hopefully entertaining for you guys. A little intro on him. First off, he's the biggest dude's ever sat in that couch and probably ever will. <laughs> six six two fifty, if you believe it. Uh, he led the nation in points scored by a touchdown as a freshman, um, which also led to him being a freshman All-American. He was a top 100 recruit coming out of high school, first team all-conference last year, and he's currently tied for second in touchdown receptions by BYU tight end. And once again, he's an Eagle Scout. So Eagle Scout, you. baby. <laughs> that is the most important on there, actually, not anymore. The church doesn't even do Eagle Scouts anymore. So, did we just get our? Are you are you an Eagle Scout? No, I didn't make it to the Eagle Scout, dude. Uh, well, honestly, good for you because we wasted kind of a lot of time doing it. But I love that bio. You know who made that bio for me is my dad. Really? And so he when I first came into BYU, he wanted me to like seem like I was this big recruit, top one hundred recruit. You know what that meant? Top one hundred tight ends in California. I was part of the top 100 tight ends in California. If you look at my offer list, it was BYU, nothing. It was like... Just BYU. It was BYU is my only offer. Um, just, yeah, my dad wanted me to, like, be that, you know, big recruit guy. And I was a little chubbier in high school, like, you know, how Ben was talking about. But, um, yeah, like that, a lot of that bias kind of made up especially on the recruiting <laughs> that's funny because yeah it has like a bunch of offers on there too it's not offers it's like schools that were interested in <laughs> interested, so if they right. sent me one lender you know like right. my dad was going to put it on there <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. hilarious so i never I, yeah i didn't get another offer in in, in uh, high school so that's good marketing though he knows what he's doing it worked well yeah if you lie it's it's pretty <laughs> good you know <laughs> See, like those uh, FTX guys, you know, like yeah, that's you can true, make right? a lot yeah. of money from lying. These yeah, days. you just gotta lie, right? Yeah, if that's you lie, funny. you could get you could get places. So. That's funny. And then one more part on the intro, I saw on BYU's Instagram the other day, it, they like posted a highlight video of you, and they called you the elk. Do you actually like? Does anybody even call you the elk? Is no. that a thing? Who came up with that? This guy on Twitter, he's he's actually a super cool guy. His name's Jeff Hansen. One day he just saw me running, I guess, like uh, in a game or something, and. He's like, we need to come up with a better nickname for Isaac. And there's so many better nicknames you can do <laughs> referring to, like, dinosaurs, you know, Rex, you know, I-Rex. I don't know. You could come up with a bunch of stuff. But he called me the elk one day. And people just – it just stuck for some reason, you know, like, oh, look at the elk. He's he's catching the ball or something because I guess an elk's fast and big, which I'm big, but I'm kind of fast. But I guess I move like an elk, you know. So Have you ever heard Joe Rogan talk about an elk? And his thoughts on what elk are? No, but I know he hunts elk and he, like, he, uh, what, eats it too? Like, he, oh, yeah, he has a storage of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He uh, he says they're horses with spears coming out of their heads <laughs> that run from wolves all day. So he's like, you are what you eat. Like, <clears throat> I want to become that. Like, I don't know. That's, like, his whole philosophy. So he's, he's big on the elk. No, I, I actually want to try elk one day. That will be actually a cool, like, I got some in the freezer. NIL th you actually do? We'll send you away with some. Okay. Yeah. I've never tried elk. Uh, I heard it's pretty good, though, and I heard it's healthy. It is. Very lean. Yeah, I heard it's really lean meat, which yeah. is good. If you do it right, it's good. If you don't do it right, it's it's not as bad as deer. Are you deer? a hunter? No. I got some for my father-in-law and got some it. other people. So I've always never wanted hunted. to hunt, but never had the opportunity. My uh, father-in-law is a huge hunter. Really? Yeah, he's a big hunter. Um, he hunts, like, pheasants and stuff, but his brother... My father-in-law's brother, he would hunt, like, 
elephants, like oh, wow. lions, and he had them all taxidermied in his house. It's like pretty legit. That's no joke. Yeah, it's no joke. I got my hunter's license this year. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I went and part of the last part of the course, it's just a one-day deal. You go do all this stupid field day stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the last part of the course is they have you shoot, uh, what do they call it, skeet? Just, or clay pigeons, just flying yeah. through the air, right? Uh-huh. And it's like me and like, kind of like a nerdy kid next to me, and then I'm standing like next to like a 10-year-old kid too. And I went 0 for 5 trying to hit those things. And then he's like, oh, here, let, have let, skill me, to hit those, bro. let me just give you one more. I go one more, 0 for 6. Like, you want another one? I was like, no. Got my gun, <laughs> packed up, left. I've never been more embarrassed. The little kid next to me is like, bang, 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 hitting them all. And I'm just Dude, like. there's some kids that shoot from an early age. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm from California. The gun laws are so strict there. Yeah. <laughs> this dude, you could just go in the field in Utah, and they just have yeah. a bunch of, they got a whole arsenal, you know? Yeah, yeah. My friend Eric Ord, he has a shooting range in his cabin. Oh, wow. In that's dope. Heber. And wow. he has all, dude, he has all the guns. It's so sick. That's way sick. Yeah. Super cool. Well, dude, tell us about your, uh, give us a little intro on like you, your family, where you're from, all that. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, uh, from San Clemente, California. We kind of moved around as a kid, not too much, but I started off born in Calabasas, California. Then we moved to Northern California, El Dorado Hills area, and then moved to Atlanta when I was around nine and then moved back to San Clemente when I was around 10 years old. And then I've been there ever since. And have you ever been to San Clemente? It's it's uh it's in orange county it's kind of like a sleepy beach town but it's gotten more uh mainstream over the years it's a it's a cool place i i loved growing up there san clemente high school um it's like six minutes from the beach my house and so we we go and surf all the time just hang out um yeah it's just a cool place to grow up and so yeah i've been um yeah football obviously we've been playing my whole life my dad was a BYU football player his uh, infamous, um, you know, part of his career was he catches a touchdown against Hawaii, right? And if you ever look at the old Hawaii BYU games, they were legendary. Were like, they really? Yeah, legendary games. When you uh, watch them, dude, the Aloha, I think it's Aloha Stadium, packed to the brim. Really? People throwing trash everywhere, cussing them out. When I watched the clip of my dad, so my dad catches a touchdown. He takes off his helmet, right? Takes off his helmet. He has this long, flowy hair, even though you're not allowed to have that at BYU. He's kind of a, a rebel, you could say. And uh, he, like, points to the crowd and says, like, F you, F you, F all you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it right now or else Honor Code will come get me. But, dude, he it was, like, that's his legendary thing really? at, B- at BYU. He was a really good tight end. But He was uh, an All-American, wasn't he? Yeah, All-American, all whack conference. He was, he was a baller, so. Dude, that's dope. Yeah, he was, uh, he still has more yards than me, I think, but really? I have, like, way more touchdowns than him, so I need to catch him up on yards this year, and then, and then I'll get him, but, yeah, he, uh, he was a total legend. Like, those BYU-Hawaii games, bro, trash all over the field, people throwing stuff, so sick. I, I want to be part of one of those games. I guess Utah State, when we played you guys at Utah State, people were throwing water at us and stuff, but. That was kind yeah. of the only time I could, I could remember. <clears throat> yeah, Utah State gets a little rowdy. But, yeah, Hawaii, that's crazy. I didn't know that about Hawaii because, uh, like, now, well, I don't even think they play. They don't even play in Aloha Stadium anymore. But, like. They don't? Oh, it got taken down or something. Right? Yeah, so, like, they don't. I think the infrastructure was bad, so, like, wasn't safe to have people there anymore. I don't know. I was there a couple yeah. months ago for, like, a, and we there was, like, a flea market outside, but no one actually goes in the stadium anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's what they use it for. Um, 
So, dude, your dad was a BYU tight end, All-American. Was that, like, growing up, was that, like, kind of the the goal or, like, the rite of passage then? Like, was that? That was the goal. You yeah. know, growing up, I went to a ton of BYU games. I watched every single BYU game, every single basketball game um, that you could think of. And I was literally a BYU boy born and raised, you know. And so when I got um, when I got my offer from BYU, I knew I was like, dude, I just got to commit right away, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to mess around. And um, I knew I was going to go there no matter what. And that was my dream growing up. And so it was cool accomplishing it. And uh, the, the one who offered me was Ty Detmer. So oh, really? He was the offensive coordinator at the time. I think it was his first year in 2017, I, I want to say. And so 2017 he comes in. Or maybe, yeah. He comes in and he uh, offers me. And so him and my dad actually – Played together, so oh, Ty really? Dimer and my dad played together, and so they kind of knew each other from the past. And yeah, it was yeah. I got to thank Ty. He he's the one who gave me my shot. He's a he's a total stud. But when I came home off my mission, he got fired, so he got let go. Mm-hmm. And so Jeff Grimes came in, and Jeff Grimes did he I like it was a whole new offensive coaching staff. But Jeff Jeff knows how to coach. Yeah. He may be, he's a total hard ass. Like he's a, he's a dog, <laughs> he's, bro. Like yeah. he, he's like, does not mess around and he'll get in your face and he'll yell at you and scream at you. But he got me really good. I feel really? Like. And he, he really helped me out a lot. He was really tough on me. Mm-hmm. And he, I could show you texts that he sent me like every night, like send me clips from practice. You got to do this better, this better. But it kept me on my toes and he got me really like motivated to, to be good. And he was actually really complimented like complimentary when you did good so oh that's good yeah that's kind of like how I came to BYU how I you know started and so um and some of the coaches I played for so um do you feel like that's because you came in as a freshman well I guess you went on a mission come home and 2020 COVID year was your freshman season right yeah and my redshirt freshman season Mm -hmm. so did were you so I redshirt 2019 oh you did yeah okay so Redshirt 2019, and then that was your first season playing. Like, what was it, Jeff Grimes? Like, what helped you have so much success? Because statistically, that was one of your best years, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Like, yeah. I remember, like, I didn't know who you were, but watching the games, it's like Isaac Rex touchdown, Isaac Rex touchdowns. Like, <laughs> seemed like you were scoring every game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was a crazy year in general. Right. So, going into 2020, we don't know whether we're going to play or not. You know, um, we don't even have a schedule. It was, we had a full schedule lined up, like, of all these great teams. And then this conference says, hey, we're only playing within conference. And then the big 12 say, hey, we're only playing in conference. Pac-12. And it seemed like every conference (coughs) was just going to play each other, you know. They weren't going to mess around with any independence. And so that's what BYU is. We're independent, so we have the opportunity to play all these cool schools. And we have the opportunity to play, you know, like a a lot of, um, you know, a lot of different places. But. When they're only playing conference, we can't, you know, can't do anything about that. And so, um, yeah, we were so confused. We didn't even have a schedule going into fall camp. And I think at one point, BYU was the only team practicing, like, during fall camp. Everyone else was off. Yeah, that's right. It was so random. Like, the only one on the West Coast that was practicing. Yeah, yeah, because we got shut down up at Utah State. I remember we got shut down, and everybody did everyone's like it's over because like it was all controlled by the conference uh-huh. but since you guys didn't have a conference there was no one to control you guys there was no one to control us so it was basically up to administration and they're like hey do what you want 
And uh, literally going into like the second week of fall camp, we didn't even have a team we we're preparing for. You right. know, like, like just playing football, just <laughs> playing football for fun. Like it honestly was a kind of like the best time because you weren't worried about an opponent. It was like backyard football, you know, playing yeah. to play on fall camp, just hanging out with your boys. And so it was uh, it was crazy time. And then we started getting a schedule going. You know, we got Navy, we got San Diego State, Boise State. And so but one thing that really helped me is I had a really good relationship with Zach, Zach Wilson. Like mm-hmm. me and him were on the same page a lot. And that, that was my boy and when during COVID he would come out to my house in San Clemente because um, John Beck was right. his quarterback coach. He would come and um, just hang out on my house and we'd chill, but every day we'd go throw, you know. And, and Dude, that's you know, awesome. That's so important though. Like for tight end quarterback, whatever receiver No, it's quarterback. so important. That's probably the most important thing for a receiver mm-hmm. slash tight end is to get on the same page as your quarterback. You know? Right. And, uh, dude, Zach, Zach could sling it, obviously. Right. Jared, I played for some great quarterbacks and – Zach is like an all-time thrower. Type of Dude's player. got a talented arm for sure. For sure. And he really took a big step from his sophomore year to his junior year. And so right. um, playing with him was awesome. But the only reason I really got playing time is because uh, someone got hurt, really. Uh, Matt Bushman, starting tight end for three years. Oh, um, yeah. Like probably one of my favorite people of all time, dude. Really? The coolest guy ever. Just, like, such a kind dude, hilarious. Like, one of my boys to this day, he was obviously the starting quarterback – or starting uh, tight end mm-hmm. for three years, had all these yards, like, freshman All-American also. And a week before the season, he tears his Achilles. Oh, wow. And, dude, I've never cried harder because he was elected to come back uh, instead of going to the draft his – I think it was like his redshirt junior year. So he came back for his senior year, was going to help the team a lot, total stud, pops his Achilles in fall camp. And, dude, it was just so devastating for, like, the whole team, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like that, that's one of our leaders, our captain, and to see him go down like that when he elected to come back to help out the team was so, like, sad. And he was projected to be, like, a, a high draft pick, you know, and, super talented and so to see him go down like that and to miss that whole season was like devastating to me because that's like one of my boys right but i get a text from jeff grimes that night after he pops his keelys and he's like dude your team your team needs you now you better step up mm-hmm. kind of thing like we're not we're moving on with or without you so you better keep up like mm-hmm. who cares if you're just a freshman you better start you know playing like you can like you can't play you know because mm-hmm. i was i was like I was good in practice, but I I didn't I had one catch my redshirt freshman year because you know you could like play uh, four games or whatever. four games yeah, and so I'm like I was good and they saw I had potential, but now they're like hey we're not letting you slow us down like we got some dogs on our team we got Zach we got Dax Mills right Neil Gunner like we're not letting you slow us down bro so you better catch up, and so that's like what I had to do you know to. Like, not let my team down. I had to, you know, kind of step up to the level of those guys. And it took a couple games. I mean, I didn't really have that many catches early on. But once me and Zach started to find more of a connection, he started to trust me more, it was it, – it blew up. And it was, it was super cool. It's way cool. I didn't realize that. So – because they always say – and actually, that's one thing from – I would say from high school to college is a huge difference is 
they always tell you, like, be ready. Like, your time's going to come. Someone's going to get hurt, right? No, 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 yeah. But it actually happened in college. Like, high school, like, <laughs> if someone got hurt, it was like, oh, that's, like, it was rare. But now I see so many times. It's like, when you're, like, a two or a three, you legit, like, someone's going to get hurt. Like, I'm a big yep. believer that. Or someone's going to mess up. Like, at some point, like, very few people honestly play the whole season without having to set out a game or whatever. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, like, being ready is so, yeah. I, I... <laughs> I believe in that now because <laughs> dude, your opportunity it it could literally come like this, yeah, like, at any time, bro. And if you don't take advantage of it, now you're you're worse off than you were before. Because when you never have the opportunity, it's all you're just a question mark. Yeah. But when you've been given your chance and you blow it, now you're no longer a question mark. Now you're like they know. Out. Now it's like okay, now we like a bunch of other things have to happen for us to come back and try this dude again. Like it's not yeah. you're gonna get a second shot often. So no, it it's really. It's like it's really important to make the most of like a first impression or the first chance, you know. And so, um, the first time you come into a camp, you know, a college camp, you gotta be ready, and or else they kind of write you off, sadly. And that's right. what I mean. Coaches are there; that's their job, you know, is right. to win games. So they're gonna put the best guys on the field, and um, if they can't trust you, you know, it's 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 tough. So, hundred percent, dude. One thing about when I watch you play too is you. Uh, you seem very loose and comfortable. And so I'm wondering, do you feel loose and comfortable because you like are confident in your game or does being loose and comfortable help you play better? Like you just seem to show a lot of personality. You're dancing <laughs> out there. Like, what is it? Well, I've played a lot of games. I mean, I've, I've been in a lot of situations early on, dude, you, I was so nervous that first game against Navy because <laughs> that game was on ABC. I think it was, it was the only it was game. Live. It was the only game. It only was the first football game yeah. in, and anywhere. Like, yes, literally yeah. anywhere. And, dude, I was, like, about to throw up. I was so scared, so nervous. Probably, like, five days even before the game, I was just, like, thinking about it, going to bed. I literally couldn't even, I couldn't even, like, uh, think about anything else. I could only think about the game. And But, like, once you're out there just playing, it's like you're back in Pop Warner's, back yeah. in your peewee football. It's like. You're back doing, you know, just playing the game you've been playing for a long time. And so it's really not, you know, I don't really get nervous, like, anymore. And there's some pregame superstitions that I still do, but. What are those? Um, I, I always like to hear these. These are always interesting to me. Well, it's always like, if I have a good game, I got to repeat what I did the next game. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's especially with songs. Like, yeah. songs early on. If I listen to a song and then I play well, you know, the next week i'm playing that same song over again and if yep. that doesn't work then i gotta try something new and right so, especially with music going to the game it's all it's i don't know if you know it's like bobby brown it's like old 80s stuff like it's kind of it's kind of weird I, I don't really listen to a bunch of new stuff but like old 80s stuff i'm listening to and then just if i enjoy it and i play well i'm listening to that same thing the next week so it's kind of funny that's or funny even with shaving like really? i'll shave like uh, at a specific time or naps, especially naps before like a, cause we play a lot of eight o'clock games, you know, eight fifteen, And so I'll take a nap like from, you know, three to four. Like right. Exactly. So stuff like that. It's, it's kind of stupid. That's funny. Yeah. I'm uh I'm very similar. It doesn't matter whether it's a football game, whether it's anything like if I do something and it, and it goes well, <laughs> next time I have to do that, I'm doing everything I can. Yeah. To get. No, 100%. I'm a big routine guy, too. So, um, so kind of pivoting here, you uh, you went on a mission in Samoa, right? Mm -hmm. What was that like? 
Dude, that was probably that's the greatest experience of my life looking back on it. But dude, it was like what Ben was saying about Nicaragua. Dude, serving out of state. I you served in I served in Texas. Te- oh, Texas, Texas. Dude, it's it's a no joke grind. I like, bet. Like no car, you're walking everywhere. It's super. I mean, you were in a super hot place also, but like crazy humid in the middle of the right. Pacific Ocean. And I had this one area in Savai'i. It was it's a basically a super rural um, island. It's um, there's three islands that you could go to: American Samoa, Wapolu, and Savai'i. And Savai'i is like the more traditional Samoan um, island. And going there, dude, everyone lives off the land. You go and eat like like literally food off the plantation that they have. Like really, but Samoans are the most generous people in the entire world. Like oh, I've yeah. never met more generous people and more God-loving people than I met in Samoa. Really? Everyone's Christian. There's a bunch of different <laughs> sects, like uh, Christian faiths there, but everyone's Christian. They all just love the Bible. They all love Jesus Christ. And they're just such, like, kind um, people. They'll give you anything. Like, they'll do anything for you, and they love missionaries. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's the coolest thing. You were kind of, like, treated like royalty over there. Yeah. Even though it was tough, you're walking around and – Actually, I really like the food, but some of the food's a little gross. Like, I ate bat on my mission. Do you eat any horse? No, Don't that's, that's Tonga. That's Tongans? That's, yeah, that's Tongans. Gosh, I knew one of those guys was eating horse. <laughs> it, was, it was Tongans, bro. They are eating horse. But, yeah, some ones, they actually eat really good food. But one time I had bat, and then bat. apparently, like, that caused coronavirus or something. Hey, so maybe I brought it. That's chicken of the cave. Bro, it's it's gross. Don't <laughs> eat it, dude. It's slimy. It's like imagine like slimier, <laughs> like slimier turkey. Oh, I don't like turkey, so I, I don't like turkey. And I don't like slime, dude. So. It's actually so disgusting. That I mean, you don't got to convince me anymore. And they I, eat like I, fruit I and stuff, so they the Samoans would like eat the fruit out their bellies and stuff, like even though it was already processed. I don't want to get into it. It's actually kind of disgusting. Oh, but no, they actually have really good food, like taro and luau, and they have like their chickens are. They just run around the yeah. their place. Wild you know, chickens. They don't, they don't cage them. So it's like the chicken's like super lean and healthy, and it's really nice. I actually got in good shape. How would you work out on your mission, dude? Mine was, dude, I had a every – Did you have <laughs> a gym? I would get a gym membership at every area I went to, and nice. i just go talk to the person. I mean, you go in there in a missionary, like, I don't know what you would call it, outfit or whatever. Yeah. People are a little more like, okay. And I'd, like, I'm like, hey, look, I know this sounds weird, but I'm only going to be here for like – Three yeah, to four yeah, months. Yeah. So I can't get the year long. Can I just pay month by month? And then usually they were like, mm, let me talk to my manager. And, you know, we made it work. But yeah, yeah. And then I'd drag all my companions with me. And I'd make them get up early. I'd be like, let's go. We're doing Good this. I don't you, care. Bro. Like, you can just come sit on the treadmill or the bike. I don't care. But I got to do this. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to kill each other. So <laughs> it was a must. Dude, P90X was legit. Did you try P90X on the mission? <laughs> I've P9- done it at home, but not on P90X the mission. P90X and insanity. So my dad sent out, like, a couple dumbbells and yeah. a videotape and or like a yeah a DVD player like yeah. the one of the portable ones and uh, P90X and Insanity and I did that well especially the last year I did that every morning and night dude and I actually got kind of ripped because really? I was eating super healthy no processed foods at all everyone all the members just fed you like what they would make during the day and then I would go work out and dude I was getting shredded but I was skinny I was like two. 15 but i was like actually felt like really good <laughs> that's funny dude they wouldn't so there was a couple i was in texas and and ulist texas specifically yeah um has a super high uh polynesian 
population. Oh, nice. I think specifically they're more Tongans. Yeah. But, um, like, dude, you'd be walking down the street. That was my first area. You'd be walking down or biking down the street. I was on a bike. And just you'd just see this suburban pullover, just 20 bucks. Here you go, elders. Oh, elders. yeah. <laughs> like, 20 bucks. They see it at the grocery store. They're paying for your food. And it's like, dude, they're just the nicest people. But there was a there was a Tongan ward there, and they wouldn't let elders serve there. And really? so, yeah, just because, like, I don't know, I think the elders would take advantage of a little bit. But they'd send <laughs> sisters there all the time. <laughs> yeah. And the sisters would get fed like crazy. Like, they'd go in there, and they'd just blow up, like, 50, yeah. 20, 30 pounds. Every, oh, and they all got knew it. it, too. It was just part of the... Part of the uh, <laughs> being in the Polynesian wards, so yeah, you got to eat their food, bro, or else they get a little offended. That's that's part of it, huh? Yeah, that's funny. So how how come you didn't gain weight? Because I feel like I th- would have thought if you went somewhere like that, you'd gain weight. Just, well, because I'm I'm walking like, oh yeah, like eight miles a day, mm. like especially in this one area, dude. I was walking forever, and uh, when you're like you're eating good food and walking all day, you're gonna get skinny, but. I was just like shredding fat, honestly. It was so good for me. And I never had a car. But that's where you get it gets dangerous. When you're in a car all day as a missionary yeah. and you're going and getting fast food mm-hmm. and you're not eating right, dude, you could blow up real quick. Oh yeah. My my brother in law is in Texas right now on his mission. I think he he's in Houston South or something. And so he's down there. He's getting a little big. But yeah. he's like six seven, like he's a big dude, two fifty, yeah. and he's a basketball player. That's funny. So we might try to get him to play football when he comes back. But you, the, um, and we can come back to this. But you were a basketball player too. I saw on there you're like a yeah. all state basketball, weren't you? Or something? It was like all conference, conference or, or whatever. whatever we were like all league, all league. Yeah, yeah. dude, basketball is my first love. I love basketball. And really, I love, I love the Lakers. I'm a huge Lakers fan. Like, I I try to watch every game if I had the NBA league pass, but. Dude, basketball is my first love, and I think that's the best translation to football, in my opinion. One of the best. Oh, yeah. You could say rugby, too, but in in terms of overall coordination, basketball is a huge, like, translator to all sports, you know. Right. Hand-eye coordination, feet coordination, you know, making moves, learning how to beat one, a man one-on-one. Um, obviously, shooting doesn't really help, but defense, you know, sliding side-to-side, staying in front of your man in, in football, it, like, all translates. Mm-hmm to um the gridiron if you if you want to say so yeah no 100 percent. like i i think it was a uh, i remember my dad showed me in high school there's a thing from urban meyer about like he doesn't recruit one sport athletes like you gotta play two sports because you just mm-hmm. dude i don't care what you say if you're training in the off season you can't like going in even if you're doing like a cardio session and lifting every day your muscles aren't getting worked away when you're in a like competitive like game you know what yep. i'm saying like you're no, in a basketball sure. game mm-hmm. You push yourself to a whole different level because you forget that you're tired. You're just like, yeah. and you're working different muscles. And I mean, if I've worked, you know, if you're just training football all year round and I've been working like my hips and basketball moving side to side, stuff like that, it's like now my hips are that much stronger or my legs are that much stronger, my cardio, you know what I'm saying? So 100%, dude, you got to play two sports. You have to do two sports, even three. The more mm-hmm. sports you play, the better, honestly. In right, my yeah. I don't like the whole specializing in one sport. No. Even though if you want to go like – Unless you're just a freak athlete, if you want to go D one in basketball, you may have to specialize in basketball. But if you're trying to go Division one in football, you got to play all the sports you can, in my opinion. Well, basketball is a sport where you can play it year round. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like uh-huh. you can be in. There's tournaments going all the time. Football, yeah. it's like, dude, you get what two, three months out of the year. The rest of the time, you got to do yeah. something for sure. But 
basketball, especially if you want to get to a higher level, it's so technical, you know, yeah. unless you're just a freak athlete. But if you're able to be a shooter and you have great ball handling and you hustle and play defense, you can, I feel like you can go D1 in, in basketball for sure. Yeah. But that's more of, you know, there's a lot of technique involved with basketball and football. There is, but also if you're a freak athlete, like you'll make it far in football, farther than you will in basketball, if that makes sense. Right. You still got to have so much skill in in basketball compared to football. You can be a big body. You can learn the game faster than you can with basketball. You, you can get away with more stuff. You know yes. what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a transition, but you are uh, – so you got married this last year, right? Yeah. Uh, I got married in January last year, so I've been married for like a year. Okay, dope. And you got a kid on the way. Yep, kid in April, a little boy. That's dope. So let me ask you this because I didn't – I was married the whole time I've been playing – uh, football. What was your college slash football life transition from before you're married to now when you're married? Because I have a lot of people ask me about that, so I want to see what you have to say. That's a that's a good question. I feel like you you're more focused when you're married, mm-hmm. especially and especially when you have a kid. There's more riding, you know, on the line of yeah. <laughs> as in you want to play better, you know, because you have a little a kid on the way. And I'm not even talking about NFL. Of course, that's my dream to play in the NFL, but. Mm-hmm. You want to be, you know, you want your kid to, you want your kid to grow up like, dude, my dad was a baller. You know, my dad, my dad was a dog. Like, oh, look at all these touchdowns. Look at all these yards. Yeah. Like, look at all these highlights that your kid can look back on and be like, oh, wow, that's, that's so cool. I want to be just like my dad. And that's Mm -hmm. how I was with my dad, obviously. Right. I'd look back and I'd look him up on Google, like check out like different highlights and different um, you know, pictures of him, and he had a scrapbook back in the day because he played in the 90s of all these <laughs> articles about him and, yeah. and pictures about him, and I thought that was the coolest thing growing up. Right. And so that's what I want for my kid. Like, dude, my dad was awesome. My dad was a baller, and he was he was a total stud. Right. And I'm not even talking about money-wise, you know. Like, there's so many opportunities with football, especially in the NFL. Like, you can you could be set up for a while for your kid. And so especially, you know, being – and same with my wife, you know, I want my wife to be married to a baller at BYU, not like a, I wouldn't say, you know, not like, a, I wouldn't say a chump because, you know, there's great people out there, but I want <laughs> I want to be successful for, you know, for my wife. I want to take it more serious for sure for my family and obviously for me too, you know, but right. when you're single, it's like, there's a lot of different priorities. Mm-hmm. Obviously early on, I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to get so many chicks from yeah, you know, playing at BYU like this would be so cool, and then you you realize you come here and you're like, okay, you still actually have to have game in order to take <laughs> girls, you know. And that's what I didn't realize. I thought I could just come you in and, you just, hey, and go off. Hey, team. I'm on the football team. I'm like, where's the chicks at? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm six seven. So, come on, now. no. Like early on, yeah, I was not getting anything. I actually had to work on like having game and stuff. So that's hilarious. It was, it was funny, but yeah, I wasn't. I mean, yeah, there's a lot just more riding on the line when you're married and you got to take it seriously. Changes your perspective a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It, uh, no, a hundred percent. You're, you're, you're forced to grow up a little bit more or act yeah. a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you want your wife and your kid to just be proud of you also. And you could create cool experience for, for them. Like I'm sure it's so cool when I, my wife like sees me on the field and I wish I was, so my wife played volleyball at UVU too. And so I know when I watch highlights of her playing, you know, spiking the ball or, yeah. you know, playing at UVU, it like, 
it like makes me so happy. Like, right. dude, that's so sick. My wife was like a D one athlete. That that's so dope, you know. And so, um, yeah, I want to. I want obviously for my family too, like my my parents and brothers. So yeah, extended yeah. family. There's a lot like a lot of people that are are looking at you, you know, and are expecting a lot of you and want you to be the best you possibly can. And so that's why you got to work hard for that. So, dude, I love that. I love that a lot. That reminds me. So, um, Conor McGregor, I don't know if you're into the UFC. I love UFC. Yeah. Yeah. I love UFC MMA. So, uh, Conor McGregor said, well, he's always got a lot of crazy quotes, but he said, um, (laughs) your lack of commitment is to an insult is an insult to those who believe in you or supporting you or whatever. Right. It's kind of that same thing. That's a great quote. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it because it kind of puts in perspective. It's like, we all have a mom and a dad and like brothers and sisters who like count on us and like whether you, but we don't think about that. You take that for granted. But when you get married, you really do have, like, like you come home from the end of the day, wife's like, hey, how was the day? And it's like, holy cow, I was, like, I was lazy today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like, uh-huh. it 100% is a, it's a different motivation and uh, changes your perspective. Yeah, for sure. Is your, and I'm not, I'm not anywhere near having a kid. <laughs> you say that, Dude. bro. That's what we said. That's what me oh, and my wife said. Man. We're like, oh, we'll wait three years. And then, you know, it happens out of nowhere. So you got to be careful, bro. Oh, yeah. Be yeah. Be careful. Without a doubt, because I'm, yeah, I'm scared. I'm terrified. That's probably, besides snakes, <laughs> having a kid is probably my biggest fear right now. Snakes um, and kids? Snakes and kids, yeah. Are you having a boy, girl? What boy. Boy? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I know, it's exciting, but, dude, it's scary. To, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's like, <laughs> it's obviously terrifying, and uh, still being in college is a little scary, too. Like, right. I don't have set income every month. I mean, I have the stipend, but I don't want my wife to work, you know, all the time while we have a young kid, so. Is she working right now? She's working right now, and so we'll have health insurance and stuff. But there you go. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely scary, you know. Oh, I bet. Raising a kid, but from everyone I heard from, it's, it's once the kid's out and he's with you, it's like nothing's ever changed. Like, you're just have a kid, and it's so exciting. So yeah, I mean, I, I've never heard. Trying to keep a good perspective, you know. I haven't heard of anybody who has then held their baby in their hands and been like, dang, you know, this sucks. <laughs> like, once, everybody, once you get the baby in your hands, it's like, oh, man, this is awesome. I'm, I'm a parent now. And then yeah, you get like, yeah, yeah. you know, and you get your mom and dad's superpowers. But, um, yep. so you have, uh, do you have a lot of NIL deals going? Because you said, I mean, um, I have, I saw you got that car the other day. I got the car, but I'm, I'm paying a lease on it. So I'm not, I didn't get a free car. So I'll give you a little discount on it at least. Yeah. He, okay. He gave me a good discount. So, which is good. But I mean, I've, I've gotten some NIL deals. Um, I feel like BYU is a good place and they got the collective going now. So, which, which is pretty sweet. And so, yeah, I mean, BYU is a good place to, you know, you're, you're kind of church famous. Yeah, so that's a good of, way to put it. There's a lot players. of, uh, you know, there's a lot of pretty rich members yeah. out there that, yeah. that are willing to hook you up. And so, dude, I have a, I have a, I have a question. This is kind of pivoting back to what we're talking about, but it was something I really wanted to ask you about. So it was 2021. You blew out your ankle, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was watching that, and I, I remember oh, yeah. it was right in the back of the end zone, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Jump up. Um, you were going for a ball. Did you catch it? I don't remember if you caught it. Or I caught it actually. So you did catch it, right? Yeah, so I'm going up in the back of the end zone. I run a corner route. Jaron throws me a ball that I have to – it was a pretty good ball. It was away from a, another defender. And so I, I twist around, catch it, and I'm for some reason I get my left foot in bounds, but I'm, like, trying to drag my right foot in too. Yeah. You know, I try to 
in the moment it's like, oh, you can look back and like, oh, I should have just kept my left foot down. But, you know, you, you didn't know. Right. I didn't know I was going to snap my ankle. And so <laughs> going down, you know, try to get my right foot in and I just hear a, just a crunch. And so I'm like, oh, shoot, dude, I definitely sprained that thing. And I look up, I see the ref going like this, and I'm like, oh, dude, that's, are you kidding me? Like, what is, I, like, did, was my foot out of bounds or something? And then I look at my ankle, and I'm like, oh, shoot, like, this thing is twisted like that. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, oh, no, that's not good, bro. And so I look, and I'm like, oh, shoot. And so right when I look at my ankle, I just, I drop the ball on the ground, like, take my helmet off, I just start pointing at my ankle, you know start pointing at it and samson Nakua was right there and he's trying to help me up and i'm like dude don't touch me right now (laughs) just seriously like get away from me and i'm just pointing at my like dude get like just check this out and he's like calling people over you know yeah he's calling people over like to the trainers to come check it out so i'm like okay it's definitely dislocated yeah and uh the the trainer who was coming over he uh i think it was doctor it was some doctor he thinks it's dislocated also and so he starts pulling on it you know oh and right when he started pulling on it that thing was not popping back in place oh, it was dude, just, just snapped and i was like i'm screaming saying all kinds of f word you know all kinds of bad words on the on the field and it was so bad bro but it was so annoying because i look back at the at the tape yeah you know and uh, I'm looking back, and I hear the announcers while I'm on the ground. They're like, "Well, it looks like Rex uh, sprained his ankle." You know, like yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like crying, like being such a baby, like <laughs> over a sprained ankle. I'm like, like "Oh, I got a little tweak." Yeah, he's like, like, "Oh, he probably just like, uh, yeah, I got a little twist." They're, you know, they're gonna have little, to tape that one up. Yeah, he got. Yeah, he'll be back in the second half. He probably twisted his ankle <laughs> while my ankle just flipped the other way. I'm like, oh, "You guys are such man. idiots, dude." I. It's broken. Just say I broke it you now, so I don't look like such a baby crying on the on the field. But yeah, that was a that was a crazy experience. Totally sucked. I was in the hospital for a while. And so, how long did that put you out? Like, how long were you not able to walk? How long was the full recovery? Well, so when I got out of the surgery, probably well, so I snapped my tibia fibula. You know, the compound fracture. Um, you can see it on you know on the tape. It's not hard to see. Um, when I got done with all the surgeries, it took about two weeks to do the surgeries just cause they had to wait for the inflammation to come down in order to fix right. my tibia, which is the bigger bone right here. And they had to put an external fixator which was basically rods coming out of my legs. You know, it, it was a whole procedure. So Jeez. the doctor said it was going to be about a year. Mm-hmm. I was like totally fully recovered. And I was like, dude, dang, I'm missing the season. Because that's USC was the last game of the season, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm like, dude, I'm I'm done. I'm missing the season next year. Like, this sucks. And I really had to, like, just dig deep, bro, and, like, take my rehab super seriously. Because the doctor's like, hey, you if with intense rehab, you can get back maybe, like, within eight, you know, eight months. Uh, nine months which is mm-hmm. still i'm missing games right and so i'm like dude i'm i made it a goal right then and there while i was on the hospital bed i'm like i'm not missing a game yeah, yeah. You know, i'm coming back and i'm playing i don't care if i'm 50 percent. i don't care if i'm 100 you know um whatever percent i'm at i'm playing you know and so whatever happens happens and so i actually you know i got a lot of cool reassurances you know 
from the Lord. I felt like, okay, I can do this. You know, I was, I, I was in a good space. Like, even though I was on a lot of, you know, drugs and stuff, like, <laughs> I was like, I felt like, okay, this is a cool opportunity to show myself, hey, I could do something super hard and yeah. I can come back from something, you know, that is, you know, not many people can come back from. So right. I wanted to prove myself like, hey, I can, I could do hard things, you know, I can come back from this injury and I can have a good year. I could play effectively. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, going into fall camp, I was probably, you know, 75%. I was, I was practicing, but it would, I would have to take, you know, practices off and right. the coaches were awesome. Like they, they were so cool. And they, A-Rod and coach Clark, dude, they were so, um, like cool with me, you know, cause they knew I played a lot of games, but they were so cool with, Hey, you're going to play this year. Don't worry about it. Just get healthy for uh, right. South Florida. And so it's, um, it was a total grind, but fall camp, I was going in, you know, I felt like I was like 75%, but they're like, just get to South Florida. And once I got to South Florida, I never missed a game. And so, um, I was super grateful. A lot of amazing people in my corner, a lot, a lot of amazing physical therapists that helped me out to get my ankle just to be able to play again. Right and now this year, I'm going to be a hundred percent. I'm going to be ready to go. No excuses. Like let's get this thing rolling, you know, have got to have a great year. So, and is this, is your goal to make this your last year? Yeah. So this will be my last year. What, I have what year of eligibility? Yeah. Yeah. I'm technically a redshirt junior, COVID redshirt junior, whatever. So yeah, yeah. this is my fifth year at BYU. Oh, really? Yeah. So this will be, but this will be my last year. Gotcha. But man, it's, uh, yeah, it's been cool to see, like when you overcome something that professionals or other people say is impossible, you know, it's, it really, it's just like, you feel really good about yourself. Even if I didn't have like the best year, right? even though I, I thought I had a, a good year, I had like six, six touchdowns, like, you know, 300 something yards, you know, like I had a good year. Right. Um, just even if I like didn't have one catch, just being out there and playing football again after what I went through was like, dude, what, what a miracle. Right. And overcoming what doctors would say, you know, a year may never play football again was something that made me feel like so good about myself. And even if you do like a hard thing every day, you feel good about yourself. Right. And I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with David Goggins. Oh yeah. Like, Dude, he gets you so motivated. Oh, like yeah. just watching him and watching his stuff of him <clears throat> running a hundred miles on broken feet and ankles. Like it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, like what he talks about just doing hard things every day. It's like that's that's what you gotta do to, you know, feel accomplished in life. Especially I mean, it may not work for other people, but it worked for me. Hundred percent. No, I'm a big believer in that. And and it carries momentum knowing that you've overcome that then it's like now when you're facing hard things coming up, it's like, okay, well look at all, I've done a mission. I've, I've overcome this broken ankle, right? I've, I've dealt with, you know, now I'm about to have a kid. It's like, you just keep building on these hard things you've done. And it's like, you build like a, almost like a tolerance yeah, or an uh ability to do more hard things. Right. And that's the goal. Yeah. You want to get somewhere in life or be a successful person. You have to be able to handle stress and do hard things and overcome like objections at some point, no matter what you're doing, you're going to hit a roadblock. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is one person turns around and looks for a different road. Yep. The other person finds a way to get past that roadblock. And so, no, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. And that's super cool that you've had those experiences. And it's one of those things where you never want to have to go through it. Yeah. But afterwards, it's like, dude, 
I'm sure you're grateful you did now because of what you've learned and what you've experienced and what you know now. Yeah, and there's definitely, like, repercussions that come with it. Like, right. I've heard, you know, like, people, like, you know, NFL scouts, like, oh, he's he's not healthy. Like, that's what they were saying about meaning me last year. But coming back and showing that I'll be 100% is, like, it will be, you know, it will it'll pay off in the long run, you know, especially for me, yeah, ex- like you were saying, doing things in the future and trying to accomplish my goals, like, it'll pay off one day if you do those hard things. So. 100%, 100%. Well, hey, dude, one last question before you go. I was like, no, what's what's one random thing? What's something that people don't know about you that uh, they might want to know or that you could share? Like, I'm really into movies. Like, I feel like I want to be, like, a movie critic one day. That's dope. Like, I when I watch a movie, I don't watch it for, like, enjoyment. I want to critique it. Really? <laughs> Even though I have no experience making movies or anything. That's hilarious. So what's, so what's your... Uh, do you have a favorite movie and a least favorite movie? Well, my favorite movie ever is The Dark Knight. And purely because I'm, like, the biggest Batman fan. Like, I love, really? I love Batman. And I think he's just such a cool character. Like, growing up, you know, he's a rich boy, but he wanted to, like, help out his city and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. fight Gotham and crime. And I played all the <laughs> Batman games. And I literally thought he was the coolest character growing up because he's not like Superman where Superman's like, hey, like, I, I was born like this. I'm just right, a total right. Like freaking nature, like can fly laser beams out my eyes, like yeah. freeze breath. Batman had to like learn all that. But I, uh, I like movies. I like like comic books though. I, I think that's kind of fun. That's dope. Cool. So it's kind of nerdy, but I think it's cool. So. That's awesome. Well, I love that. Well, dude, appreciate you joining us on the pod today. No, dude, fun. this is a sweet setup. You got to keep it going, bro. Yeah, for sure. It's fun. We got to have everybody on. Um, we need to see. Uh, I need to do like a poll, see who people want on, who who people want to hear from. Yeah, so. you got to get some, yeah, get some new faces on here for the team, and yeah, I'm sure this will be like a staple for BYU fans and you know 100%. in general to watch. And so right, well, dude, I appreciate bro. it. Dude, Had a blast. Yep, that Take was sweet. Easy.